0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of YALA! But this is the Black Friday weekend, right? Black Friday, right? Black Friday just Cyber,
1: passed? Cyber Monday, Thanksgiving weekend, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Why do you... Don't be so capitalist and, and centre your weekend around shopping, uh, Ken.
0: Is Black Friday it, it, it automatically mean shopping?
1: Yeah, Black Friday oh. is about shopping. It's the day when all the res, all the
0: retailers are in the black. Oh shit! I actually thought it had some some fucking like tied to the pilgrimage, the pilgrims of Thanksgiving or something. <laughs> it's nothing, nothing to do with that. It's really nothing just a commercial thing. It's a commercial thing. The saying
1: is that oh, your shit. your accounts are in the black means not red la, Means in the black means good lah. So Black Friday. That's why it's called Black Friday.
0: Oh fuck! I didn't know that. <laughs> oh my god! You kept <laughs> it was sheep. Like, maybe Black Friday was you know before the the pilgrims. Uh, did whatever they did during the Thanksgiving uh, e- like event I was like okay la, it's a Black Friday <laughs> I don't know I what I don't know like
1: what holiday you're thinking of huh? like you're mixing
0: up American like cyber, this American like cyber, traditions like Cyber Monday I know it's not during the times of the pilgrims lah mm. but Black Friday I thought it was something like the Black Sabbath or something no it's not it's
1: not it's not the Black Death it's God not the Black Plague damn. or anything. It's, so I just sounded like an ignorant ignorant idiot lah no, you just sounded like every other Gen Y, you know, Lazada
0: obsessed, Shopee 1111 <laughs> obsessed Gen Y hey, kid. Between, <laughs> between the two of us, uh, it's probably much more likely that you bought something on Black Friday. Did you buy anything? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, see, I didn't <laughs> buy anything at all. Huh? Fucking asshole. But I don't what do you s- buy? I don't,
1: I don't call it Black Friday weekend. To me, it's just a Then? It's Thanksgiving weekend. Let's be, let's be thankful Nonsense, for past. La.
0: Nonsense. Well, what do you buy? What do you buy?
1: Uh, some camera, some camera thing. I can't remember what they say. Oh, uh, oh, oh, I bought, I bought Obama's book. Obama's book, Promised Land. oh is it? Yeah, 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 like yeah. the hard, the hard, the hard copy. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I, I, I do, I do. I mean, it's something I want to cherish
0: and enjoy. So I decided to go for the hard cover, man. Go hard. Or yeah, go, yeah, I'm, go hard or go. I'm totally, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Like certain times, a good book you need to have it in your hands, mm, It's got to be. hard and I think cover. someone. You got to go through yeah. the. Like reading in the toilet,
1: reading in the bathroom, and everything. Yeah, yeah, your exactly. paperback will not survive bathroom. Uh.
0: Exactly. And someone did did suggest it right on our on our reddit. Mm, I think so. Oh, yeah, they, about, they were talking about
1: some review about it. huh? yeah. Yeah yeah, but yeah, but, but you didn't that buy anything. huh? you great. didn't buy anything.
0: No, I didn't buy anything. Okay okay. Didn't buy anything at all. Okay. okay. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a. I I enjoy capitalist the more. Sheeple. The, yeah, I'm not a capitalist <laughs> sheep. Uh. I'm not a capitalist sheep. I enjoy the quiet quiet moments in life. Yeah. Free from material pursuits.
1: Okay, okay. Anyway.
0: And this episode <laughs> is brought to you by <laughs> But yes, today's topic is kind of starts off pretty grim, lah. So yeah. before we get into the grim stuff, uh what is the, the one thing we say every week, Terrence?
1: Uh oh, the weekly plug, huh? Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. We I mean if this podcast has entertained you, inspired you, or done anything for your social life, as we know it has done for some of our of our listeners, like, you know. Not uh, just
0: social life, the sexual life as well. <laughs>
1: yeah, I wasn't going to go there, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> yes, correct. Uh, yes, we know it has yeah. done some wonders for you all. Uh So yeah, please recommend it to one other friend, because you don't know what benefits it might bring to their lives.
0: Yes, and we do have an awesome Yalabad subreddit. Uh, the link is always in the show notes where we hear from our fans about their uh, exploits, uh, sexual or otherwise. Mm,
1: correct, correct. I mean,
0: that sounds wrong, that sounds wrong, but it's actually a really good uh, Reddit where we get some really honest conversations and sometimes it it puts us in our place as well. Mm, so we really appreciate right. that. Yeah, anything that put um, you in our place this week? Uh, this week...
1: I think I one think running. there's one running theme. La. Your pronunciation what, of... Of
0: omelette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm standing by omelette, okay? I I mean, in some way, I'm like, oh, shit, the, the memes and all are awesome. People are messaging us on Instagram saying they've never heard anyone pronounce omelette as omelette. Mm. But that just makes me want to double down I, by I, I get, fucking... Yeah. Although,
1: yeah. sometimes for entertainment purposes, purposes, Harish is an actor. He's a YouTuber and he exaggerates things. Uh, but I can vouch for a fact that... It's not just the word omelette that he pronounces as omelet. There was another om word that he pronounced um, and then I had to correct you this week. Do you remember?
0: No, home. What um? What was yeah. it? Uh? No, it was
1: we were we were just walking around and I, I then you said something there. I then I corrected you that you're pronounced you're doing the omelette o- omelette thing again.
0: Yeah, I remember, but I totally wiped that from my memory. What was it? Uh?
1: Uh, I can't remember it. But I, what all I'm trying to say is that <laughs> this is. <laughs> not Haresh putting on an act. It's 100% real. He really does do omelette. He's not doubling down because he's trying to be trying to be controversial, yeah. trying to be difficult. He does pronounce it as omelette. That's true. If this is his yeah, deficiency, for... please forgive him for it. <laughs>
0: hey, fuck you, okay? Like, an omelette is the best thing. And if I ever open up a restaurant, you, you come in, you get a, ask for an omelette, I'll ask you to get the fuck out. You either get an omelette or leave, okay? Yeah. It's an omelette. A-R-M-L-E-T-T-E. Get an omelette or go, go um... Is it? <laughs> yeah. go big or go Um? Yeah. go big or go um. S- speaking speaking of things that start with A mm. the first story we're talking about is set in the province of Aceh this is in Indonesia in Indonesia yes um, and actually Aceh is a lot bigger than I thought man because mm. I mean I, I know it to be like okay it's a coastal uh, area I thought it was like a, a, a much smaller area uh, place than it actually is. Uh. It's like 55,000 mm. square kilometers, a population of 5 plus million. Um, And the issue that we're talking about today was um, based on an article that came out on Vice, uh, a recent incident la, where there was an Indonesian man who was convicted of child rape and he was whipped nearly 150 times in public. Mm, correct. In public. So, so, what made you want to talk about this, uh, Terence? I mean, the...
1: The fact that it was on Vice, firstly, so it's caught international attention. Cause I don't think public floggings in Aceh is a new thing or anything, that. But what yeah. what was interesting about this case was that the man, as you described, himself was actually only a teenager. He's nineteen years old, la. Um He got, I think, he f- got flogged until he collapsed. He collapsed in front, in public, in front of everybody, and uh, yeah, la, Everyone, obviously, I mean, all the human rights organisations, obviously, condemned it, saying it's terrible and everything but the fact that this was done in public you know so you could actually go and watch in the middle of a pandemic you could actually still go and watch uh public flogging uh, yeah and currently, I, I don't know that's, that's what I've heard like that uh, what I've heard in the news is that floggings are still going on in spite of the coronavirus it's just that precautions are taken like people wear masks there's social distancing between the, the, the guards and everything and you know except when they have to haul the prisoner up onto onto stage
0: so it's pretty interesting Yeah, in the picture where it shows like the guy getting um, flogged the mm. guard is wearing a mask so Correct. it definitely happened recently um, what are well, you saying mask as, I mean, in, as in mask as in the coronavirus mask showed, or coronavirus is, mask uh, okay. so there's the guard and there's the I guess the the member of the sharia police in charge of the flogging mm-hmm. who is decked out full body it's it's like a it's like a male burqa mm-hmm. so you can't Correct. see his face at all and the whipping uh, or flogging or caning takes place la. um mm-hmm. so i mean the when when we were discussing this and doing some research research yeah like uh, i think public floggings don't happen in many countries but mm-hmm. it happens in Aceh because it is uh, ruled by Sharia law, la, mm-hmm. which is what I believe to be the law based on the teachings in the Quran. Mm. I hope I'm getting that correctly. Yeah, but, and I but, think Aceh is the yeah.
1: only place in Indonesia that that practices Sharia law,
0: if I'm not wrong, right? Yeah, correct. Mm. And I mean, Aceh, like like going back to like, okay, I thought it was just a, a smaller area. It's a huge area and it's actually the first part in, of Indonesia that... Um, that where, uh, Islam started to spread, and this was I think in twelve hundred AD. Mm-hmm. So it it almost feels like uh, it was the f- it was the first place that Islam set foot in Indonesia, and that in some way, yeah. So hearing that right now they are the ones with who practice the the most intense form of Sharia law. Um, I guess in some way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's a. Called like causation versus causality thing, but the reality is, yeah, Aceh is run by Sharia law and mm, but so so I just
1: um uh, but before going further into the technicalities of it, right? Can you just talk about what you what you noticed when you saw images of the caning and everything? What what, what stuck out to you lah when you see this images of this public flogging?
0: Mm, what stuck out to me eh? I mean the the costume of the guy issuing the flogging. It mm. almost felt like a like a villain in a TV show. Like he's literally mm. decked out in bright red, um, and you can't see anything except his eyes. Mm. Um, but apart from that, like like it kind of reminds nothing. me of like like last time the you watch the TV shows, the executioner they
1: always yeah, wear yeah. masks and you maybe only see the eyes and that's it lah. They they hide. Yeah. It's almost like they're hiding the identity of the executioner or the public yeah, flogger exactly. in this case, uh,
0: right? Exactly, and the, his mask has nothing to do with the coronavirus. Yeah. It's, I think, his uniform. Mm. So, apart from that, I mean, honestly, when I saw the pictures, there was nothing that I did not expect. Uh.
1: Oh, okay. Is that something I, that stuck out to you? Yeah, because I watched videos of uh, the floggings they do. Uh, so, mm. yeah, the, the person who's giving the flogging is wearing uh, yeah, like a very elaborate uniform and holding a rather thick rattan cane uh, in their right hand. And then they mm-hmm. have a, it's a very procedural way that they do the flogging where the person, they get the person, the, what do you call it, uh, the guilty party to stand there wearing just a, you know, white uh, robes or something. And then they sort of stand at perpendicular to the person and then they hold their arm out, their right arm out straight holding the rattan cane. Then they swing mm-hmm. the arm like almost in, like, in a robotic fashion, like, 90 degrees uh, to like, 90 degrees away and then it comes back and it just keeps whacking the person's back ah. and then they, they just count uh, or there's someone counting after every whack ah. so there isn't it's not like the it's not like the the kind of swing that you know like a baseball like someone trying to hit a baseball they will pull the arm back and swing and hit the thing but it's a very procedural yeah. like uh, like it just is. Is meant the flogging is there but it's not with the maximum strength that you can generate with a human body like because they only mm-hmm. use the movement of the shoulder to generate the strength to hit the person. So that's mm-hmm. why I think, that's how I think people can survive, I mean, or at least not, not not say survive, but they give like a hundred lashings, but it's not like Singapore where, where you cannot cane, like, I don't know, three or yeah. four times you're bleeding already, and then you, you have to stop. So it's much yeah. less uh, damaging that way. But it is done publicly in the open, People come, they take photos, they talk about it. They are like grimacing with every, you can hear every whack like up close. La. So that's that mm. one
0: thing that really stuck out to me. And they don't hide your face. La. It is uh, yeah. it is there for everyone to see. La. Yeah, yeah, it is meant to shame. La. Yeah, Yeah. it is meant to shame. So so I guess, I mean, one thing that, that we, I mean, I wanted to talk about was essentially, like first of all, like getting context of the state of public floggings around the world. Mm. And whether corporal punishment, which is the term for public gaining, mm. is, what is the state of it? Like? Because it's one of those things that almost, when you hear about it, you almost think, okay, it's in this more, how you say uh, uh Like more conservative countries in, in these parts of the world that are not the most, not the most, not not close to Singapore. Like. But the fact mm. that it, it happens in Aceh, I mean, Aceh is not too far away, man. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and even Aceh itself has a, has a independent, sovereign state, uh, has a very interesting history. Like. Mm-hmm. Because right now, they are part of Indonesia, but yeah. they have a special arrangement where they are independent from Indonesia in the sense that the rules and all there, they run it outside of the general Indonesian law. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why they can impose things like Sharia law. And there's a term for them, uh, yeah, the, the free... Aceh movement first started in the 1970s, mm. and there's a whole bunch of political and uh, uh, re- like almost rebellion—not say really re- rebellion, but p- lobbying—that happened, and there was a lot of violence there as well. Mm. Then they got hit by the tsunami in 2004, yep. right? So after that, I think it kind of gave them a little more traction in terms of getting an independent Aceh. So, so right now they are part of Indonesia, but still, uh independent enough lah. So, so they have autonomy lah.
1: So like uh, I mean, I I didn't think so much as to the whole state of the rest of the world in terms of flogging like But I was just thinking, what about Singapore? Because I watched the uh, watched the Asian Boss video. Uh, I not yeah. it, I think they interviewed the one of the police superintendents or something, uh, in charge uh, and they actually mm. stated up front uh, that the flogging in Aceh is not as bad as it is in Singapore, because the intention in this floggings is not to hurt the individual not to physically harm the individual but purely to shame the person such that they will not do the thing again and to warn other people this is what you get for breaking the law so in singapore and and then i thought oh yeah it's true in singapore there is an express intention to hurt the person like literally you know that he will bleed after a few whacks of that cane and then i think they whack your bare, bare bottom as well right so yeah. I mean, and then I yeah. think there's a doctor that even comes in and assesses whether you are you are ready to continue being whacked. Ah.
0: Yeah. I mean the process like like what is it? It is it is very different. Lah. And mm. I mean there's enough literature online that kind of points out the differences. For example, in Singapore, apparently you strip completely naked mm. and you bend over like this this um the you're you're kind of Restrained, no. Your mm. your legs are kind of restrained by ankle cuffs made of leather, yeah. and you bend over something, and then you fucking have protection around your lower back to protect your kidney and lower spine. So it is mm. fucking intense, man. Yeah, that's why. That's why so, when
1: you say that when you say that this public flogging is associated with you know countries that are maybe like uh I don't know less <laughs> less like less. Conservative. No, no, so I say conservative. More conservative I don't say backward or anything. I, I say, say backward. Okay, more conservative. conservative. But then, then you think about what happens in Singapore. It sounds like, yeah, it's correct. That the police guy was even correct that it sounds a lot worse in Singapore. It's just that it's not done in public, lah. Because yeah. the, so it's like the intention is to not to hurt you but to just humiliate you. But which one is yeah. actually but which one do you think is worse? Like like if you were if you had the choice between the two, you like, had to get cane. fucking yeah, yeah. of fuck You, say is you did that? something wrong, and then you <laughs> had to get cane. Would you rather do it, like have it in public? That means like in CBD, on a you know sunny day, at Chevron CBD, House, at uh, Chevron it? House, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Or would you just like prefer to do it be behind closed doors? But you will bleed, and you will be fewer strokes and all, that? Like? Yeah.
0: Um, I would say behind closed doors, man. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. That means you cannot behind sit, cannot doors. shit for like a couple of days. That kind of thing. I mean, if you think about it, you break your foot or you injure your tailbone, kind of similar things, right? That's if true. If it's an injury, I think physical injury is often harder to recover, I mean, easier to recover from mental injury and trauma. Mm. And not just
1: to you, so, to you, your family and your friend and, and
0: all that as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. That is true. So, so that's where it feels like, I mean, I guess, like what you're saying, what stuck out to me is that, yeah, like the fact that this still happens in Singapore, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting lah because mm. I think it has its, as it started with uh, the days of colonial times mm. uh, because it was a punishment that was administered even in the US in the 1700s, 1800s with the slaves and all. Then slowly around the world and the Commonwealth, it got outlawed. Lah. But for mm. some reason, Singapore and a bunch of other, I think uh, Commonwealth countries in Africa, uh, they still maintain it but mm. singapore malaysia malaysia also happens brunei also it happens but singapore as with most things they have, they have a full process la you mm. can imagine like i'm sure when the wardens get employed there there's an orientation on how to cane things and all and it's probably very very process uh yeah. driven la but yeah it, it just it just feels like this the whole the, i guess the question is whether this punishment still has a time and place in this day and age lah. Mm. That was one thing that I tried looking up on, and there are a few debates here and there, mm. but nothing quite conclusive. Yeah. Uh, I know Singapore's caning did get worldwide uh, fame mm. uh, when a certain Michael Fay got um, caned in Singapore. La. So yeah, for that, those of you who are, that was our claim what? to f- that was our claim to
1: fame in the in the early nineties, right? Nineteen ninety-four. Yeah, ninety-four. Yeah. So. Right.
0: For those of you millennials uh, or like, no, not even millennials, like Gen, Gen, the Gen Z. Z people listening who are not familiar with Michael Fay, He was an American student. I think he was 19 years at age studying in international school and he vandalized some stuff and he got cars. caught and he got sentenced to, uh, vandalized cars and he got six strokes of the cane. And it became such a political issue that Bill Clinton, who was the president of the US at that point in time, publicly requested Singapore pardon Michael Fay. Mm. Um, and as much as I'm still I'm, I'm still wrapping my head around the punishment I do respect the fact that uh, Singapore said you know what fuck you this is our rules this is our country we are still going to cane him. Mm. correct correct um, but that of course like you know how crazy rich an- Asians gave the world an idea of what Singapore life might yeah. be like even though it's yeah. a fucking piece of shit movie Uh caning, kind of got identif- uh, associated to Singapore very closely to the point yeah. where when I was studying in the US uh, at the same school as you uh yeah, a common joke was like, oh you're from Singapore, so you got caned yet? Motherfucker. <laughs> no,
1: but 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 even beyond just like us going to the US, like if you watch WWE, right, at one point when they were back back then now uh, when WWE was less PG, they you they would have hardcore matches where you're allowed to bring any weapons you want into the ring. And they had one specific weapon which was a rattan stick, giant rattan stick, which they <laughs> named it? the Singapore cane. <laughs> yeah. They called it the Singapore cane. Are you cane. fucking kidding me? Yeah, yeah. So like the most really? famous, the most famous user was a uh, Tommy Dreamer. I think very extreme wrestler. Tommy Dreamer. He he loved to use the Singapore cane to whack people. Uh. It was then. F- I mean, for me, it was then funny to watch wrestling <laughs> as a as a non redneck, non cause like drinking Singaporean guy. And then suddenly your, your country gets mentioned in like like WWE and like, oh the Singapore cane. And then you're like oh my god, like that's what we're famous for. <laughs>
0: Oh shit! Yeah. Can you imagine if like crazy rich Asians had addressed that in some way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, uh, that was what Singapore used to be famous for: caning, no chewing gum. Mm. It's only in recent times where we maybe have a little more pop culture relevance. Uh. yeah. But going back to the crux of the thing, caning still happens in Singapore. Caning still happens in uh, Malaysia, Brunei, or uh, mm. Aceh, obviously. But, but what are what are your thoughts about caning as a punishment in general?
1: actually yeah the reading up about all this i mean there've been a lot of debates about capital punishment in singapore uh in yeah. recent years like and then protests and people going to jail for those protests and all that but um yeah corporal punishment is i think something that hits much closer to the hearts of uh, everyone because everyone even myself at some point comes to the point where you have to think about oh you know you know the saying spare the rod spoil the child lah so, even mm-hmm. as parents, like last time, you know, our generation, caning was part of being, yeah, like, caning was part of growing up, like, right? It was part of your experience of growing up. And, and, and I don't know about you, but for me, yeah, like, it, it was just like everyone, you know, like at some point or another got caned by for something they did at home or what, like, you know? Mm. And being publicly mm. caned in school was a normal thing. Uh, my, my, my English teacher would bring a cane to class, totally normal. Mm. You will get caned once a day at least, you know, totally normal. In school, la, in school. Yours is cane or feather duster? Both lah, both. Depends on, depends on whether the teacher will go and invest in a cane themselves la. <laughs> If oh, not, okay, then it's just okay. feather duster yeah, So, so yeah. It, it makes you think about, yeah, in this day and age, like, if, you know, as a country we say that criminals must still get physically caned in order for them to learn not to do bad things, then in society as at large do we say as parents do we say children still need to be caned in order to learn not to do bad things ah. or you mm. know because the state is setting an example for, for the rest of us to follow so alright so, 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 are
0: you saying it almost normalises it like okay it's okay to cane my kid because it's part of our judicial yeah, yeah. system anyway because
1: I see a lot of there's a lot of parents now who are against totally against caning and I know in schools you can't you can't physically touch a student uh anymore mm. la, right uh, t- not not touch mm. in that, s- that kind of way but touch in terms of like caning or or like corporal punishment so so it's like but then at the state level we're still we still see a lot of i mean there's still caning and, and it's the most normal thing out there la. so uh yeah la, like like what you said you know moving on with the times and all is it still something that we want to endorse when uh you know society in general is trying to move ahead with with other ways of rehabilitating like uh bad citizens. Uh.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess in some way, this discussion has evolved from the specific case in Aceh. Because I think, yeah, like talking about how law is implemented and what kind of law imp- implemented is implemented uh, in Aceh is a whole box of, a uh, Pandaros box that I don't think we uh, we know enough about. Like, because mm-hmm. there, people get caned for, I don't know, cuddling. They get fucking caned mm-hmm. for cuddling premarital yeah, came, came sex for homosexuality premarital yeah. sex mm. there's sharia law officers who literally go on raids looking for people who are engaging in these sort of things so that feels like a whole separate discussion mm. line because over there caning doesn't seem to be the issue it's the way the law is, is implemented and whether or not they have the right to which we're not going to get into I think mm. what we are converging on is whether caning or not even let's say in a country like Singapore still has its place like. and mm. I mean you know how like there's a general move for me, I'm not a parent yet. Uh, mm. There's a general move to, when I look at how the general recommendation is how you should talk to kids. You know, you shouldn't, if you want your kids to grow up fast, you know, you talk to them like adults. Isn't mm. there one school of thought, right? Yep, yep, yep. You shouldn't be like, oh, uh, are you like, you want a wee-wee and all that. Uh, you kind you of treat them, okay, do you want to, you, you talk to them as adults. So it feels like every aspect of how we interact with kids should be more mature rather than less mature or treat them more like adults, lah. And when you were talking about it just now, it did occur to me that oh, yeah, it's kind of weird that there are many things we do as kids or that get administered to us as kids that eventually graduate to a different form when we are older. Mm -hmm. But caning, the only thing that graduates or becomes better or more improved is the fucking canes. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like when you're young, you got a shitty feather duster or this $1 cane. I tell you, in Singapore, the fucking cane is like soaked in water. I've heard many things uh, that the Mm. cane is soaked in horse's urine or like some fucking salt water or something. I think there's been no confirmation of that. But generally, I think they do. Yeah, soaked in water just to prevent the the rattan from fraying and all that. But mm. the and there are regulations as well. I don't think I think it can't be more than one point two seven cm in diameter. So there's all these fucking processes. So it feels like, yeah, you know, like shouldn't we graduate out of caning into something else rather than just okay, you know what, you got cane with a half centimeter cane when you were young. Now you're bigger, so let's upgrade to one point two seven centimeters. <laughs> <laughs> just feel like yeah. fucking crazy like are we upgrading the wrong thing should yeah. we upgrade our approach to it yeah but speaking of upgrade uh, I,
1: and I know we we said not we not, can't talk more about Aceh and all that but, but actually the Aceh you, you, we say they're conservative and all that but they're actually quite progressive I think like about yeah, a year yeah. ago they introduced a female flogging officer so <laughs> yeah, now now there's an all female flogger squad uh, that they female flogging females uh, so that so no longer is oh, a fucking
0: gender, yeah, eh? gender
1: equality. You don't see a guy flogging a woman. You will see a woman flogging so, another woman.
0: So to all the you know gender equality evangelists out there, what do you make of that? Uh? <laughs> like are you are you pro women's <laughs> flogging because you know they like they put floggers on equal footing. Yeah. Uh yeah. But, <laughs> It's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still it's still
1: very painful to watch and everything but I mean the truth is when you see it you you definitely feel like the the male flogger uh puts a lot more strength and and all that into it like compared to the the female flogging team uh i mean that's just from my observation of the what is on the video maybe i maybe I just happen to see the weakest female flogger maybe there's a very strong female flogger in there. So that uh, means up, yeah. to,
0: up to that point, the the males were still flogging females. I believe right? so,
1: lah. If if there wasn't a female flogging squad before, because females, yeah, females can get uh, do get flogged, uh,
0: as well. Yeah, for, they do
1: for a lot of things, uh yeah.
0: And I think there was a motion to even implement stoning, mm-hmm. uh, in Aceh, but it got overruled, like it yeah. got vetoed. It had to be vetoed. It was actually proposed. Yeah, stonings
1: um, and beheadings and all. But I mean before yeah I think the important thing like you say like is not to judge right wh- why the you know whether it's correct or not cause I mean those are just the laws in that place and and actually the Asian boss video I watched was quite interesting cause they interviewed like normal uh everyday Indonesians in Jakarta and uh, mm. a lot of them were also like you know yeah it's this is uh we we know this happens in R it's completely it's their own state, it's their own affairs, they we don't want to interfere in it. And you know, yeah, is I mean it's their laws, alright. If they if the laws are broken there then let it so be it, la. they have to face it. La. It's like in Singapore we say if you break the law here you got to face it, la, right? You you can't yeah. you break the law here means yeah you, know, you get caned in Singapore, then that's it law. Um, so that's where. Th- yeah. that's, that's the sense that I was getting from a lot of them. And they say, like, yeah, like, don't let that one aspect of uh, one state or one aspect of Indonesia make you think that the whole of Indonesia is like this. Lah. Because, you know, Indonesia, yeah. the rest of
0: it, is, Indonesia is generally a secular society and all that, right? So that's where I'm always curious, like, for Human Rights uh, Watch and Amnesty International, um, their main call or reason for saying that this needs to be stopped is because. Um, yeah, la, I think the general thing is that uh, we believe, this is a quote from Amnesty International, we believe in any punishment that does not contain inhuman and degrading treatment, mm. which I think is the, is the issue why it's hard to, for them to make a case because mm. in some way, inhuman or degrading treatment, it's also subjective, right? What is degrading mm. in one culture might not be degrading in another culture. And I think that's yeah. why they, they would hit a wall, la, yeah. Uh, they did say no one deserves to be brutalized and humiliated in this way mm. um, but but then again but then I, again I, uh, you think about it
1: I mean the guy was literally a child rapist like, you know we're not talking about yeah. a guy who was you know caught uh, in a homosexual Cuddling relationship or something. Like. Yeah. I mean there are crimes that there are, there are there are different kinds of crimes and I think raping a child uh, in any part of the world any part of the world yeah. like, no matter where you go is a very 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 serious offence, lah, right? Compared yeah. to like you know being premarital sex or being too close to your to your boyfriend or girlfriend, lah, right? So so yeah. so, it you know do we blanket say that all all the 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 guilty parties you know deserve don't deserve any kind of uh, inhumane punishment so to speak, and all you know versus like is there. A, is there a certain threshold la, that, that you must think about? Like in Singapore, I don't think I mean, not everyone gets cane, la, right? It's, it's, due, it's based on the severity of your crime, la, right? So 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 uh, there is yeah. some there is some uh yeah, there is some uh there is some, I guess, ob I wouldn't say ob- yeah, objective
0: uh, assessment of how serious your crime is, and then you're given strokes of the cane, la. Yeah, I mean in general, apparently there are over 35 offences which Uh, where caning might be a form of punishment. And caning Mm. is never just a punishment in its own. I think it has to be coupled with jail time. But some of the offences, as opposed to like cuddling or adultery in Aceh, the offences are hostage-taking, kidnapping, Mm. robbery, um, rioting, causing grievous hurt, drug abuse, vandalism, extortion, voyeurism, sexual abuse, molestation, and unlawful possession of weapons. Mm. Uh, Caning is also mandatory for Things such as rape, drug trafficking, and illegal money lending. And, yeah. and for foreigners who overstay by more than 90 days. do you know that? Oh, shit. I didn't know that. <laughs> Three months, uh. Yeah. But what Three if months, you, were, you... What
1: if you're stuck here because of COVID, then how? Huh?
0: I think that's where that's where it's a case by case, uh. <laughs> God damn. But, yeah. Oh, but, serious. um, yeah, so... I mean, this whole, the, the way this has been administered has also had a lot of pushback. I think, let's say the Vandalism Act, right? Apparently, mm. it's been argued that it was PAP's attempt to suppress opposition activities because opposition often vandalize public property with anti PAP graffiti. Really? So, <laughs> so, so, that's one of those things. Like, because I think that's why Michael Fay's case caught worldwide attention because for vandalizing, you get six strokes of the cane. Mm. And some fucker from. New York or something like uh, publish a book which got a lot of traction where they kind of over-glamorized the caning of Michael Fay, and they they made it sound like it was happening in public and people mm-hmm. were cheering like how people cheer at hockey games. Yeah, I mean, this and is this 1994. Was before, la, yeah, before, so before the internet, la, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so before, I mean, before people had access to uh, more information about what actually happened. La.
1: Yeah, for context for those too young, like 1994 was a time when um, the only new way you hear about a lot of international news was through the newspaper la, that was delivered to your house yeah. every morning at 7 a.m. And then, yeah, la, the, whatever's on the headline, you just take it that that is, that is what's going on in the world. And and obviously, you know, there's a lot of biases that, that form because of that. And you think, oh, America's just, uh America's this like super, super like forward-thinking place and nothing crazy is going on there. I mean, so so it was a time when like, whatever was said in the news or whatever was said by politicians, um, I think general population took a lot more to heart, lah, right, than, than, uh, than nowadays, lah, where you generally can do a lot of research yourself and you've probably traveled to a lot more places than before as well. Lah. So, yeah. so it was uh, for, yeah, I can imagine why a book being published about Michael Faye Caning had a much bigger impact on shaping how people thought about Singapore than, than, yeah. to, than it would today. Lah.
0: So, I mean, there was a Singaporean neurosurgeon and opponent of corporal punishment called Gopal Bartham who wrote mm. a book like a literal book The Caning of Michael Faye The Inside Story by a Singaporean yeah, where yeah, he yeah. criticised American tabloid press for false claims um. and uh, see, see. And literally a quote from what 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 he said was he saw in the tabloid was, two lashes took turns to wield a bamboo cane. Blood spurted, bits of flesh flew and the prisoners screamed in pain. The canings drew hundreds of people including a lot of women and everybody seemed to love it. Each time the guy got whacked, the crowd would roar like at a hockey game. They really enjoyed what they saw. <laughs> so this was published by New York Newsday in April 1994. And yeah, fuck that shit, man.
1: I love it that they even used hockey game. Like, Hockey yeah. is not even like a to make spectator it sport. It's not even a spectator sport in Singapore, but in the US, it is like. So I guess they wanted to associate it to something that the Americans can relate to. In Singapore, yeah. you probably would say it's like a it's like a football game la, like at the Kalang, Kalang Stadium or something lah, right?
0: Yeah, but I think at that point in time, like what you say, like without the internet and without easily accessible information, there was almost like that exoticism of this faraway land called Singapore, where yeah. people get caned every day in front of crowds. Yeah. Um which which yeah, like, which didn't help our image. But going back to the Amnesty International thing, I think just like how they can talk about caning in Indonesia or uh, and I mean caning in Aceh. Um, I guess many countries can say the same thing about the death penalty in Singapore, right? Not every yeah. country has a death penalty. Yeah. So that's where I'm just I'm just curious how Amnesty International Human Rights Watch they they uh they continue to lobby for the laws there to be overturned like, because it feels like it's one of those things that I mean ultimately the government was voted in by the population which is 98% Islam Um, and I think they are fairly conservative. So, Mm. wow, this is a tricky thing, man. I mean, even in a country like Singapore which, you know, by and large, people would consider progressive, somewhat Mm. secular, caning still exists. So, so, yes, yeah. I mean, like, do you think if there was a random straw poll, not like some shitty straight times poll of a thousand people of God knows who, like a a way to find out the thoughts and sentiments of Singapore, do you think more people would vote to maintain Caning or take out Caning? eh?
1: I think so. Caning specifically, I think people would would want to keep it because I think uh, it's just something that we we... Grew up with, eh? Uh, is yeah. <laughs> It's, it's <laughs> like little, growing up and under one roof, uh, Yeah, it's you know? like you already grew up <laughs> with Pong it Kung. as a kid and like, wow, well, <laughs> yeah. as an adult, you're still fucking up, like, Okay, lah, la, you deserve it, Yeah, like. that's why maybe you it deserve takes, it, you deserve it. takes the next generation, you know, like today's kids to one day, like, ah, how can like that? How can we do this can you thing? But because you think about it, uh, what the Americans used to think of Singapore last time is maybe what we as people in Singapore now might be thinking about, like, Aceh, like if, Achie, we, yeah. if we went to visit Ache or something maybe it's like totally like it's like uh, nothing or what lah. you know it's like yeah, it's, it's just something that people just look past or, I'm, not, I'm not very sure lah, but it'd be great if there's someone from Ache listening and then they can yeah. tell us about this lah. like what is the general sentiment of people towards that public If maybe they're looking
0: at Singapore and they're like what the fuck you guys don't allow chewing gum and no shisha what a <laughs> fucking backward country yeah. And god no, damn. no PMDs. Oh my god. <laughs> no PMDs? What? It's so efficient. You get from point A to point B faster than ever before. Why not? Why not? Such a backward country. Yeah. So yeah, I mean god damn.
1: A, I think I guess we're just putting up the bigger question of like, yeah, what do you guys think of of corporal king. punishment? Uh yeah, and, and if you all have any experience with it in actually I mean not not literally being caned yourself, lah, but but like if you've visited or any I've seen it. Thoughts before, about like. it yeah.
0: Yeah. Because I was trying to look for arguments for maintaining corporal punishment. Uh, not that many. Uh I mm. think the general belief uh that I've seen is that okay, like it's just if it's something that people are scared of, then that's a good deterrent. But I don't know whether that's the best way to look at it. And I, um, I think
1: there are also studies mi- that it's not like corporal punishment isn't a great uh, deterrent towards violent crimes. Yeah, correct. Uh, I've seen yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah, some literature about it, but I think this is very, it's very a very big discussion it goes in the philosophy of punishment. Like, is punishment about an eye for an eye, or is it a deterrent, or what, what is it like? You know, so so it, it's it's something that uh we probably you and I are probably not the experts to really pry and understand the whole thing. But it's just interesting yeah. that uh, that this is happening so close to us right now, and and literally yeah. in Singapore itself, like we have caning
0: and so <laughs> In our quest to uncover the truth behind issues that we might not be familiar with, if there's anyone out there with experience in any part of the process of caning being administered in Singapore and would like to come on the show mm. or you think would be a good guest for us to reach out to to come on the show, please mm. hit us up. Yeah. Or uh, you can message us on Instagram or our subreddit or both. Yes, correct. Or both. Yes. But that's so. Also, yep. Yeah. It also what? brings us to
1: the <laughs> second topic of the of the day. Not not yeah. that we're trying to not not that we want to flog a dead horse lah, but it's it's about the issue. Hold on. Of, it's about again about the issue of like, you know, treatment, a humane uh humane treatment of, of life beings la in Singapore. Yes. Correct. Which is
0: yeah. what, what? What?
1: How was what, that segue? How was that segue? I had
0: no idea where you were going with that, but dude, I must commend you, man. <laughs> I must commend you. That was yeah. a very apt segue. But what is the second topic of the day? Since you are the animal lover, I mean, I would consider myself an animal lover as well, but not, not as, oh, okay. as much as, as you. Uh, you can give us the intro
1: oh yeah I don't have my laptop in front of me because like, you have it like, oh is it if if I give it it'll be a very okay, abridged okay. version then you need to jump in again and then it's like can you just like oh, yeah, it? and you're
0: gonna say yeah like, again because you have parental duties and all this fucking trump, trump card trump you trump always plays. play Yeah. god true. damn it so uh, yes there was a there's this there's this uh, there's this company called In Good Company. It's a fashion mm. label, right? Mm. So they, they partnered with Equal. So Equal is um let us see. Uh, Equal therapy, is a company is a therapy horses. Therapy horses. Uh, yeah. Therapy horses organization. Yes. Yeah. Therapy horses. So so they they partnered with Equal um and they said over three weekends in December, they're gonna bring six miniature horses and these are live horses, are not some toy or something, mm. um, that will be at their Iron Orchard store for a meet and greet session, mm. and 100% of the event and donations will go towards Equal. Mm. So again, Equal is a, is a company that specializes in horse therapy. And they've mm. been around for a while, and they literally uh, get these horses and, and use them to, to address uh, a whole bunch of issues. Like They bring them to old folks' home they bring them to, to deal with autistic, uh, I mean to, to interact with autistic kids and they can be a very calming, calming uh, uh, force. La. So mm. when they posted that, I think there was a general backlash from people saying that, how can you do this to these horses? You know? You're mm. bringing them into a mall where there's going to be a fuck ton of people and allowing them to be petted yeah. for the whole fucking day. Uh, how is that not, not inhumane? Yeah. Can you get your shit together and don't do this kind of fucking shit lah. So, yeah. I know I was paraphrasing the last part, but, that was the gist of it lah.
1: Yeah, correct.
0: So, and being uh, our resident animal expert, yeah, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, I mean,
1: it's, a lot of it boils down to, I think it boils down to, like, what you think about zoos lah. Like, do you support, <laughs> do you support, uh mm. zoos in general? The philosophy behind a zoo, and everything. Because, uh, Ultimately, a zoo, you know, in 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 on the on the on the surface and everything, it's about conservation of animals. It's about educating the next generation of people about animals. It's about studying animals. But you could also, on the flip side, look of it, look at it as a it's a prison for a lot of these like wild animals that are not meant to live in enclosures like that. It's it's basically like uh yeah imprisoning uh wild be uh, life beings and. Running experiments on them, you know, like, uh, inters, interrupting in nature and everything. So yeah, generally, if you, depends on which side you are on, we it will also inform your answer to this, lah, whether you think it's abuse or it's what, because ultimately this is fundraising for a therapy horse organization, right? A nonprofit or something. So mm. it is, in essence, it's also a way for them to, uh, get money so that they can continue, tr- uh, Training and taking care of these animals and all that, lot right? Um, yeah. And this, you could argue that these animals, in a way, they are, they are also working animals or beasts of burden in some sense. If you know, mm. if now over here they're just being stroked or petted or touched under supervision from a trained person, they're not being like ridden on, you know, like at a at a, at a circus or anything like that, lah. So uh, mm. I'm not sure yet, lah. I don't think I don't think they'll be ridden on because of of COVID and all that. So so so, I mean yeah, it's it's to me it's it's a it's very hard to say what who's right or who's wrong, but it really boils down to your personal p- philosophy about it, like. What do
0: you think? Huh? I mean yeah, so so basically, equal uh on your website it does say okay, equal is a charity with IPC status, which just means mm. they are a recognized nonprofit that mm. offers horse-based therapy to youth, persons with special needs, families, and the elderly with clinical depression and dementia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we rescue animals who go on to rescuing us. So, they posted uh, something from their CEO, uh, In Good Company posted, and generally, the CEO kind of clarified certain things like that. Their horses are specially selected and trained therapy animals. Many mm-hmm. were no longer wanted and were rescued by them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they assess whether they have the right temperament and whether they are okay with being around people. Um, and they work with 1,500 people every year. Um while at the event, they were going to limit uh, the meet and greet per uh, per session to 30 minutes, which means a horse mm-hmm. will be 30 minutes meet and greet and then 30 minutes rest time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, apparently, that's less than the one hour that their horses typically spend in sessions with beneficiaries and mm. they go, they actually orientate the horses to the session, which means uh, they, they bring them down to ION, they go through the transport um, very progressively to make sure the horses are not overwhelmed. And, mm. They, I think they've been around for a while. So, they do have a full-time prof- a staff of professionals who interact with the horses every day. La. So, I was mm. giving the, the context of that because um, I think, yeah, before we can comment, we should let people know that uh, this is a company that, that seems to be doing what, knowing what they do. What they do. And, mm. I mean, but even going, uh, not, not even thinking about the zoo analogy, like, do you okay? Because you own two pets, right? Yep, I don't yep. own pets. Uh, I yep. would like to uh, at some point, but part of me feels that I, I think if the organization does what they claim to do, mm. I actually don't have issues with this, mm-hmm. um, because I think the human-animal relationship there is something special there. Also, I've heard and read about, mm-hmm. um, and I think if the horses are take, taken care of uh yeah. is that a bad thing la? i know one argument would be they're not in the wild you know horses are meant to be in the wild yeah but yeah. animals have been domesticated over generations and i think horses mm. are one of those but yeah. in your experience with an animal being the owner of multiple pets mm. how would you how do you reconcile that like, are your dogs would you consider them wild animals
1: mm, no no they mean we've we've like you, like you say like humans and, and okay humans and dogs like, specifically have had mm. th- I mean tens of thousands of years of like uh, shared existence and, and, and codependence and everything like you know, starting as wolves and 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 probably uh, human tribes going around and then the wolves realizing if they just hang around the human tribes and eat whatever leftovers they leave behind, then maybe we can they, they, they can survive after that they realize, hey actually if I get closer to the human, they give me more stuff. And slowly that became that evolved into the poodles that we have today, like poodles who sit in cars and wear dresses and sit in prams and all that kind of you thing. Know? <laughs> yeah. So that's how far we've come. But they humans came from animals, wolves, like essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But humans animals, uh yeah, interesting because like last end of last year I was in I think I was at some uh ranch or or some like reserve in um in Jackson Hole. In Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Uh, and now, uh, you know, they they were talking about the horses and and yeah, like this, the people who were running the... There, there was this uh, horse carriage thing that we sat on that was meant to go and visit, the, go around the reserve and to look at other animals. Uh. So someone was asking, I think one of the tourists stood up and was asking about the... How do you know that the horses are enjoying themselves? Or how do you know that the horses want to do this? And you know they, and all that. And then, and then the guy just like basically replied like... Uh, they they know la they know because they spend so much time with these animals and they know that if the animals just you know sit around uh, trying to hide from the cold and not actually exercise and all that they actually uh, have physiological changes like like they they shrink or they they, they, do, they don't do so well in winter and things like that la. so and I I can mm. say for a fact like for my pets as well like even just I know my two dogs especially because I just had a new addition to the household. My two dogs are reacting very differently to having a new a new member of the household. Like one of them is, uh, very happy. Like you know, still wants our attention, still trying to find attention. Every time the baby cries, he comes in and like checks out what's going on, and he wants to be part of the whole process of solving the baby crying. Whereas the other dog that I have, uh, Luna, she's she's like, like almost like stressed every time the baby cries. Like she finds a corner to hide. She goes one place to just like chill out. So because I have spent so much time with these, these dogs I know their personalities and I know like Pola is a dog that would do very well like if he was to be in a program like this where he had to meet people and all that lah. because that's actually something he enjoys he's very sociable he likes playing he likes attention but I also know that my other dog doesn't doesn't like this kind of thing lah. so you are right lah, that it's correct that there, there are humans humans who spend a lot of time with these animals actually can tell from the temperament like for some of them like socializing with humans actually is a healthier thing. Like they actually feel better. They actually sleep better at night and they actually uh, just look more healthy in general. So, so, so mm. I think, I think it's, it's important to also yeah, take that into account huh, that uh, you can't just like blanket project your, what you think onto this, how these animals think as well. And these animals like us, they have different personalities. They have different needs and wants and, and, and only by spending a lot of time with them, then you can really more accurately judge what is it? Like?
0: Yeah, because I mean, I think that's something for me as a non pet owner to kind of wrap my head around. The only reason why I think I can is because I spend so much time with you and I know mm, how much mm. you love your dogs and how much you interact. Mm. But if that wasn't the case, I would think that animals are animals. You know, they mm. are, you mean they have personalities? Yeah. Well, they're yeah. all, they're just animals, you know? And yeah. I think that is one thing that. I think it's easy to jump to conclusions too and shit on a company like this. But at the same time, right, you always hear horror stories of what? Like circuses. You know, mm. circuses. Is circuses the plural of circus? Circai. No, I don't okay know. I don't okay know. I'm just it's circuses, <laughs> circuses, yeah. Circuses, you hear all these horror stories of animals being mistreated or you hear like the elephants in Thailand being mistreated. So yeah. I don't blame people for being a little like uh, paranoid about shit animals are being exploited by humans again because mm-hmm. you can't just trust an organization that deals with animals uh to be responsible like. i would yeah. say you can't trust any organization to be responsible just because they're an organization like. so i think i hope the one thing that equal uh learns is that maybe when they were, t- were posting this right just have a kind of if you can almost foresee this sort of backlash right yeah. So like this is another case where i think like Equal feels like they, they definitely have someone who manages their Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, in Good Company being a fashion label, I would assume that you kind of need to understand the zeitgeist yeah. of how people think if you want to design fashion. So that's where I also feel like, okay, if you're coming up with this, you're putting animals in an unnatural habitat, you should know that this is going to be a thought that comes to people's minds. Yeah. La. But um, I think one,
1: one uh, to me, one thing that probably uh, sticks out like a sore thumb to people who who are afraid for the animals welfare is that the meet and greet is taking taking place in the store in Iron Orchard Iron Orchard mm. for those who don't know in Singapore it's like the shrine of capitalism uh. it's literally yeah. like the brightest place where you can buy Louis Vuitton you can buy all the big brands are all situated there it's very posh and it's at the corner the corner of Orchard Road it's like the the crown uh, basically so so yeah. it's as commercial and as, as blatantly commercial as it can get so to have the animals there just feels like it's just a purely commercial decision lah. whereas like if you know you, like, like what you mentioned the start equal is uh, you know it does therapy and all that if, if that was the main thrust of what they were pitching lah, you know like help that organisation then I'll feel oh okay you know I understand what they're trying to do lah. but because it starts off with uh, like, like oh in, yeah, this is a time for you to meet these horses with a fashion label in good company at Iron Orchard uh, in, and then they mentioned oh it's, in, it's, it's to help it's to help uh, equal lah. so so the, I think just the PR there itself the phrasing of stuff could have been a bit more uh, what do you call it uh, sympathetic towards the
0: the animal side yeah it's like Ingu company is B1 orchard no then what, you go going to bring the fucking horses into a lift? Uh? <laughs> or like escalator or something. Yeah, then they're going to pass <laughs> no, by the, the,
1: the food court, right? And then they're going to smell the food, <laughs> and then they can't eat it. Yeah, and then the they're forced <laughs> to go and work. What the hell? <laughs> then
0: go past like the egg tart shop and all like, fuck, the horses will go crazy, yeah? So this, yeah, exactly the PR. And I guess maybe, yeah, I don't know whether this crossed the thought of some people, is like, oh, fashion label horses, are they going to dress the horses? Then it doesn't help the case that it's miniature horses, which again feels like oh fuck were these horses bred to be miniature horses? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it just feels like so many things will go wrong. Like guys, come on, people care about animals, which is a good yeah. thing. So on one hand, you can say oh these people jump to conclusions and all that, but ultimately they are. I don't. I wouldn't. I'm not. I don't think they are wrong to question it because like what you said, the first thing that comes to mind when people think Ion is like fucking lights. It's oh my god. There's under B four and then there's four levels. It's yeah. eight floors. Of yeah. like, and it's quite claustrophobic. Also, there are not many yeah. windows, so these fucking horses and like, there's they have probably to, going to, they have be to go through photos.
1: The, yeah, they have to go through the loading bay, you know, the loading bay. Then they take the. Oh, is it the loading Cargo, and the cargo lift. <laughs> <and> then to <laughs> cargo the to. Cargo lift is
0: always the most depressing lift somewhere. Yeah,
1: and then you walk through like mm. eh, suddenly like a lot of people then got egg tarts here and then kind of thing, but you cannot eat. Yeah, that's right. You just go there. Then, then some like kid, some kid runs up and then like screams at you and all that, you know that kind of thing. Huh?
0: Yeah, then some of the same, maybe the miniature horses go to ion and they realize they like yeah. it, and then they go back to their farm, and they're like, interest. oh, fuck, this is a fucking no, I want my iktat and like yeah, yeah. the waft and the aroma of awfully chocolate or something. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, if I can give a
1: suggestion, uh, is that um, I think last year, uh, when I, again, when I was in the US, I saw that some, uh, what do you call it, uh, what you, nursery, uh, there was a nursery in the US that was doing like um christmas residency la, where they had two reindeer which were rescued and all that from the wild from some from some protected place la. two reindeer as resident reindeer in their uh in their vicinity in their uh what do you call it la, their nursery for a period of like i think like uh, a month or something like that la. so they actually built an enclosure for these two reindeer that was generally warm and comfortable and and you know uh if you went to buy stuff from the nursery you would get to see the reindeer and then there'd be there'd be people on hand to educate them about what the shelter does and all these kind of things. So 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 to mm. me that, that feels like uh yeah, yeah, that feels like a more equal kind of like exchange, right. You appear, you help me attract my guests, but I also have to build like a you know a nice little like staycation kind of place for you and and then you you know, like I have to clean up your poop and pay for all your expenses, all that like right? Whereas whereas mm. this one feels much more like Oh look, horses! They just come. Yeah, hey, don't my, they don't shoot my! Don't shoot! Don't shoot my store! I don't shoot my store! Uh. let they come and then the children touch for half an hour. Then let they leave, like, You know, and then like you say, yeah. like They could get, they could get like. Uh, I mean, I I don't know how they think or what, but maybe they will. They might not react as well to a, a shopping center as they would the normal the normal place they go to, la, Right. Yeah,
0: and and I mean, if let's say we we like take uh the CEO's words to hardware, yeah, like These therapy horses. It's like, you know, like guard, uh, guide dogs, mm. they live yeah, a very yeah. different life from other dogs, like, right? And granted, yeah, yeah, yeah. dogs have been domesticated. But if these horses have been kind of acclimatized to meeting people in public, yeah, then maybe that should have put been a disclaimer mm. uh, or an FAQ section that you could have foreseen. Like. Yeah, um, yeah. So this is where I think anything, any company dealing with animals, you do need to realize that people care about animals, which is a good thing. And yeah. even if they jump to conclusions, it's almost your responsibility to let people know enough so that they don't make those conclusions. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. yeah. And don't fucking do it in the basement of a mall. La. <laughs> where, oh, where, where,
1: orchard, where, where in the orchard do you think they could have done it though? Like, like I was just trying to think, is there I anywhere mean, in orchard takashimaya,
0: the orchard The open area there, where uh, the Subaru Challenge has happened before, because you build, where we built build, like like build a little
1: stable there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, a little stable there would be Cools yeah yeah
1: but now there's Ion... budget la. budget not not enough Right, like,
0: no, budget it's... budget yeah probably the, if they're listening they're like yeah you motherfuckers you think what well, very easy to build stable <laughs> is it? You can't like, already money, covid yeah. retail this' <laughs> like, even already covid retail is dying you want to build a fucking <laughs> stable? Is it? Hey
1: but you know all <laughs> for all you know you build a stable that could be like the talking point of you know Orchard Road for the, for the next month and a half lah right? And no actually they...
0: what is the thing what is the thing they build during Christmas? You know that there's a term for the three wise men and baby Jesus. Huh? What is that thing called? A uh? stable. Is it a, is it a stable? No, is there's it? a term for it.
1: Oh, uh, you mean the Christmas nat- nativity.
0: Ah, ne- 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 nativity ne- or something.
1: Nativity. We're <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> just two are. ignorant
0: fucks trying to
1: Yeah, Christian friends, please help us out. <laughs> nativity. Yeah, uh the ne- nativity. Ne-
0: yeah, the nativity scene. Nativity, nativity, nevi- nativity.
1: Nativity scene. Nativity, yes, yes.
0: nativity scene, yeah. Nativity. So I mean, in some way, they could have made this a Christmas thing. What? Even isn't it yeah. a nativity scene? That is true. Uh, right? Yeah, nativity within, scene. let me see, uh, within, is there, are we just pulling shit uh, shit of our ass? No, no but no, yeah, there are domesticated. Right, there are right. you know, right. shepherds, sheep yeah. and all that.
1: That means that means you could use uh wax models for the humans or just like whatever la fake models for the humans, mannequins, but then have yeah. real horses la, right? Real like miniature yeah. horses, cute miniature horses.
0: That would be quite yeah. sweet actually, right? That'd be quite sweet. Yeah, but yeah, then people yeah. might say, Oh, actually, I don't know whether there's a horse or donkeys. <laughs> oh <laughs> people oh, yeah. say, is it supposed to be horse or donkey? Get, getting do dog uh horses Honky. to play donkeys. <laughs> Oi, oi, oi. That's, that's <laughs> wrong territory already, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Let me see horse. Yeah, in the Wikipedia page, there's nothing about horse, but there's donkey. Yes, yes, yes. Donkey and... Yeah, a donkey... A donkey nativity. and an ox typically appear in nativity scenes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I see. Mm. But yeah, la, I mean, it felt like... Yeah, if budget is an issue, sure, but yeah, like just be more proactive in understanding that people care more than ever about things. <laughs> mm. And... To make life more easier or less difficult for you, just mm. try and guess what people are gonna say, lah. Yeah. Like so PR- the moment it came out, I already was like, oh fuck.
1: Yeah. Oh shit. It's a PR thing, it's a PR thing, and and I think these horses that they're talking about are really like 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 really small. La. Like I think they, they're probably up to your, up to waist level for the normal adult and everything. La. So so they're really tiny, tiny horses,
0: miniatures. Oh, they really are. Yeah, like they're they're done by selective breeding, like which is where I guess the mm. equal comes in, like because miniature selective breeding, chances are they were bred for whatever reason and yeah. if they were near their end of their life, that's where they kind of maybe rescue them, like which is a very yeah. noble cause. Great. I know you're a big supporter of, of organizations that take in animals that might not be might not have a place to live anymore. Yeah. So that's great. great. Uh and I think equal does do some good work, so so yeah, guys. Uh unless Anyone out there has a very strong view against using animals in any way uh, mm-hmm. in the vicinity of malls, mm-hmm. please do let us know.
1: Yeah, I think that's also another very big discussion because uh, a lot of people, I was just watching a documentary today day about how the zoo has been like really badly affected by COVID and like having to dip into reserves and all that. And not just to survive or pay staff, but also just to feed like the tens of thousands of animals that they have, you know. Like there's a lot of money mm. to to keep those animals alive, so 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 like uh yeah it's a bit of a conundrum that they're in right now right where it's not like you can just shut down the zoo. What happens to all the animals like like they need they they have to find new homes. They have no food and things like that. So so yeah, a lot of Singaporeans are going to the zoo and everything to support them lah. But mm. uh, you yeah, know, like, at the same time yeah know, uh, it's probably something to think about like what what are you supporting
0: so Yeah man, yeah cool. All, yeah, right. Very all, heavy, right, all right. Very heavy topics. Huh? Heavy topics. Which is why it's a great time for our third segment called the One Shook Thing of the Week.
1: Yes. And what is your Which One Shook Thing of the
0: Week? My my One Shook Thing, I think it may have been your One Shook Thing at some point. I don't know. Oh. But I feel it deserves a shout out for me because I did a 180. So mm. last year, my girlfriend uh, kind of made me watch uh, The Crown. Okay. and halfway through the first episode I fell asleep because uh, okay. I was like what the fuck is this and all that and then for some reason I watched it again Okay, and it's not because Joe Rogan said it was anything okay? yeah. because my girlfriend just told me just give it another chance and I was like okay you know what You also because season 4 came out and she just wanted to try one more time to get me to watch season 1 to 3 so that we can watch season 4 together yeah. and I watched season 1 and dude it fucking blew me away man <laughs> I don't know what changed mm. I don't know what changed Okay okay it's because I actually Everyone on the subreddit
1: uh, Everyone on the subreddit <laughs> Jungle Jimbo88 Accidental jurist Calling everyone out now It's a Christmas carol Let's say it together One two three I told you
0: so <laughs> So you, it was your One joke thing one
1: Before lah Of la, course right? The Crown I've been watching it Since <laughs> season one In fact I just watched An episode today only <laughs> And season four Is it, is it good? Uh, no no I'm, trying to, I'm still finishing up Season three actually
0: what dude season one like i don't know what happened the first time i watched it i don't know why i fell asleep it's fucking good man Mm. holy shit the acting is damn good the is puberty
1: Puberty maybe
0: man yeah (laughs) then i watched the second episode it got even better and i was like oh my god what the fuck so now every episode i just start off and end off by saying sorry to my girlfriend that's that's (laughs) what i gotta do because it's fucking awesome it is yeah. awesome. What, what do you think was the, what's the big shit. change?
1: What's the big change? was what, the
0: difference in know. the scenarios that you watched? I think maybe, it? I think, okay, so the last time, I think it was in the middle of our TV show shoot. Oh. So I was fucking shack, and yeah. I think it was after lunch and I maybe wasn't in a mood to watch so I wasn't paying attention and The Crown is one of those things where you kind of need to pay attention. La. Yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. a Friends or, or Big Bang Theory where you can watch, you can zone in, zone out. You pay attention, but holy shit, it's fucking good. And like, I'm surprised by how much I like it because I wouldn't say I'm a historic historical person. I like medieval stuff. I like things that go way back in history. But this one always, almost felt like, oh, fuck, it's just chatting the life of Queen Elizabeth. It's a documentary, blah, blah, blah. All the British people are going to sound the same. But holy shit, man. It's mm. so damn good. Do what you mean, good. I it gives me mean, mean, I I a like bit like of it. Game of Thrones vibes, man. No, I like it the way it anchors...
1: Uh, because if you think about institutions that last hundreds of years or these, you know, in modern history last like one, two hundred years. Uh, institutions yeah. that, that are, uh, you know, that feature, uh, you know, very prominent figures at their head and almost have not changed in very, 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 very fucking long, like, right? You yeah. know, there's so few of these institutions. Like I mean, even you look at the US presidency also is only eight years only or each president only run only does it for eight years, then you can go from Obama to a Trump. Uh, that's how crazy things shift uh. Whereas yeah the uh, yeah, the 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 throne, the crown itself is just this constant throughout human history, throughout all the different things that happen in human history, from yeah. landing on the moon to World War Two and all that. So it's like just to see how that that uh yeah, the institutions maintained through all this chaos that the world brings every day is just, it's quite something. Lah. And, the, 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 the and ma- they managed to uh, to get that idea that I just said into the form of a story which is quite interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I mean Queen Elizabeth, if you think about the life that she has led, right? Yeah, yeah. She's the longest-serving female head of state, yeah. the world's oldest-living monarch, the longest-reigning current monarch, and the oldest and longest-serving current head of state. Mm. Like, you I just when I when I was watching The Crown I was she thinking beat, like she, oh, fuck because
1: Mahathir is no longer head of state already right so she is now currently the oldest right
0: yeah, yeah correct correct yeah <laughs> and like thank you Mahathir for, for for helping, for a while for no she helped her make
1: history by, by, by dropping out again
0: yeah <laughs> and I mean yeah like just just thinking about it I was like oh shit like what a what a life she must have led if this one person whose story can be made into a TV show mm. I'm surprised that this didn't happen sooner man mm. where but
1: are like, you holy at holy shit are you already at a part uh, no no not you fucking War. shut up shut up shut up no, fuck you, fuck no but are you already no, se- where are you at where are you at
0: Uh, I mean I'm at episode 2 so okay for people who have not watched so wait season one, it. season 1 episode 2 season 1 episode 2 i back
1: dude no, I mean this yeah okay it's not a spoiler it's not a spoiler I mean all this happened in history but but obviously Churchill features right in the series. Yeah, right? yeah,
0: Churchill, yeah, John Lithgow yeah. La. So
1: later at some point when you get to a point where you uh you, you will know when you get to that point, uh, there's a point when uh it suddenly there's this there's this trifecta that you, you might want to try la, that is is very fun. Uh there's mm. one particular thing that happens where you can watch uh the crown for one perspective and then watch uh
0: Dunkirk. The Churchill movie is it? Oh yeah, Dunkirk, okay. Dunkirk
1: for another perspective. And then watch, yeah, that Churchill movie that with uh with the what's it, what's his name? Uh, the the guy who Inspector. Darkest Inspector, hour, darkest hour. Ah, uh, the darkest hour. Watch the darkest hour. So those three you can watch together as like almost like three separate perspectives of the same incident. And it's oh. uh, it's a quite mind blowing when you it's like you get this uh 360 view of of how of everything, oh really? Ah. Yeah? yeah, 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 So so you oh, will fuck, reach a point so where, dope, where it makes sense. It makes sense to watch it. Then you you choose whether you want to watch. it. Ah. I did, and it was uh it was very fun ah, to to do that all together at the same uh around the same period ah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: God damn. So, so yeah, Shit. that's pretty cool. Okay, okay. Well, that, that's welcome.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Welcome to twenty twenty eighteen, Harish. <laughs> 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 no 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 no. no. Yeah, I I, I, I also,
0: knew I knew when I bring <laughs> this up as my one show thing. You're going to be a fucking dick, uh. So you did not disappoint. You did no, no, not disappoint.
1: No no, no. no, no, I I I I will I will wind up you by showing how low, brow my taste will be by uh, uh, stating that this week my one show thing is The Best of Incredible Tales, also on Netflix. I don't know if you remember the Incredible Tales. The best of tales. Incredible the, the ghost thing tales, is it. Uh yeah, it's a it was a MediaCorp Singapore series from uh uh, I think 20 years ago or something oh, like that shit. that basically has uh, art you know the last time the MTV mm. the Thai radio yeah. DJ uh, the Thai DJ that was very very handsome guy and everything he's the host uh, and then they talk about all the old school legend urban legends in Singapore like the Charlie Company the ghost story and, 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 and like the taxi drivers who pick up women wearing red at night they kind of ghost stories uh. so I think what they've done is they've condensed uh some of the better episodes that were made throughout the whole run of the whole, the whole series into a Netflix series, law And uh, I just watched a couple of episodes, and it's such great fun to watch, oh, like Really, fuck? like it's it's so it's meant to be scary, so it is. I mean, it is pretty cre- creepy because I'm sure everyone remembers hearing all these stories, like in when you went for class or or school camps or chalets and all these kind of things, sitting around a campfire. Or even just reading about it on social media or what? Like, I don't know, it depends what era you're in. But I'm the, these stories are very scary. But the the acting and, and the makeup and all that was lighting, everything was, was so cheesy and such a you know uh low budget like ni- late nineties, early two thousands kind of feel to it that it almost is funny. Like I feel like if you just kick back with a wine and just watch this, you will just have the time of your life. Like, you'll just be laughing your head off every time it's, you're supposed to be scared then you're like, eh, the person's
0: makeup was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether it's your, your, you becoming a dad that is numbing your taste but your last three show things, uh, there was these this incredible tales. Last mm. week was some fucking rom-com movie, Dash yeah. and whatever. That, yeah. And before that was The Holiday, holiday. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct, correct. Dude, you, I'm talking about watching a fucking show <laughs> that at the monarch and like fucking dynasty and all this shit he was coming with these date movies, and that. I think that's yeah. just telling. Uh, you you just need an escape for things that you can veg out to, uh, Right? Yeah.
1: Okay, okay, okay. To to be fair, of the last, yeah, the last three things that I've recommended, Dash and Lily really is 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 good. It's good. It's a good series that, like, like if you watch The Crown, Harish, two years later, you can watch Dash and Lily. Then yes. you tell me what you think <laughs> yeah, about it, no. I I'll give you say, years, I it to years, Two years. Yeah, I give you two, two, it to two Christmases eye. later.
0: I'll add it to my things. Terrence recommends, but yeah. that I'll only watch two years later.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you, <laughs> I if you recommended this before to me, because it sounds really familiar, But there was this, you know, Dash
0: here. and yeah, yeah, Dash and Lily. So Dash uh, and Lily
1: is good. The other two are really cheesy, like just like Friday night, nothing else to do, stay at home. What else do you do? That kind of thing, uh. But but, but mm. Dash and Lily, don't 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 knock Dash and Lily. I really I really, okay, okay, I really okay, felt okay. like oh, this one is. SGIFF level, you know, Singapore International Allah, Film Allah. Festival. Allah. Like, at least there's a
0: story and everything, like, you know. I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, so, okay, okay. But yeah, will, those
1: are our recommendations.
0: I think it's more likely I will watch Dash and Dilly first. Dash and, Dash and Dilly what? Dash and what? Dash and Lily, yeah. Dash and Lily, Uh, first, compared to, like, The Incredible Tales. Uh. What if your girlfriend tells you to give it a chance Will you watch it? You know? I don't know, maybe <laughs> if Joe Rogan, maybe if Joe oh, Rogan suggested it. Yeah. Uh, Oh uh, yeah, my, my girlfriend. My girlfriend says no, So anything you tell me, it takes me two years to come round and watch it. Anything my girlfriend tells me, it takes me about one year. Joe Rogan oh, is like four
1: seconds. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, uh. I realize the more if I tell you enthusiastically about it, probably the more likely <laughs> that you don't want to watch it because you think. You it's have true, all these uh, preconceived notions like oh you're just a dad yeah, now, yeah, you're overly criticizing the whole thing, you know. Like. Boring shit that he yeah, watches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just your general <laughs> angst, your half half glass, half empty view of
0: me. Huh? That's why correct. Right? No, it's it's the water is you you have stolen the water in my glass and put it in your glass. Also, but my glass been opening. <laughs> your glass is fuller, la. my glass is more empty. Yeah, yeah. Basket. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, the, the Harish is correct. The Crown is, 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 is good. The Crown it's is fucking dope, man. It's fucking dope. Yeah, I'm yeah. watching. And
1: yeah, so... so but yeah, actually, we... well, actually, if you think about it, right, like the, I think back then, the show 1965, the movie about Singapore's founding everything, was trying yeah. to do that kind of approach out with The Crown, like The Crown, where you situate uh, <sighs> political events that were happening alongside, in yeah. parallel with like actual things that were happening on the ground uh it's just that Singapore, the stuff but happening guess, in Singapore is much less exciting than, than in
0: the UK. Like or only, like, it almost feels like uh, it's only 40 years ago. Uh. I mean, <laughs> the crown <laughs> was also only about 80 years ago, oy, but oy, I guess the s- you, why? you 40, disrespect years blasphemy, years. Uh, you disrespect the yeah. history of Lee Okay, Kwan it's not were. 40, it's 55 years ago. But yeah. I mean, it's one of those things like the Singapore's independence, did it have global impact? Mm. Uh, not really, la, but fucking World War II and like the 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 incidents or events of the royal royal family does have mm. more significance and it's not just like some stupid wedding that gets broadcast it is I mean they have they they're good at dramatizing again, it uh, and heightening again, the, the, the emotions yeah. uh. stupid
1: wedding stupid it was the one of the most la. viewed events of okay. like two or three stupid years stupid ago was
0: la. stupid waste of time or and then them leaving okay, the royal yeah. family
1: was such a huge event also. It's actually yeah. they are, like, creating drama every year. No, and,
0: and <laughs> I heard that, crazy, yeah. that I mean, okay, now, like, uh, sadly, uh, she did have a miscarriage, right, uh, which mm. recently was announced, but I heard that they're also trying to convince Netflix to not continue the seasons of The Crown that lead up to current day, la, oh, which shit. is fucking crazy. La. Wow. Because I think that's what the, the Crown has the potential to do, right, just season after season until they catch up with current time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was interesting.
1: Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, remember how like, like Narcos, when the, the movie about the drug lords, when they actually mm. went to film in Mexico, I think the location manager was murdered or something like that. Location yeah, yeah, yeah. manager. Because, you know, there's a, there are a lot of people who don't want their stories to be told uh, in a Netflix show. So Narcos is one of the shows also that I will come around to watching at some point. Yeah, five years. <laughs> left. And how about Breaking Bad? You also... <laughs> Still waiting,
0: trying uh, to finish it. No, no, uh, trying yet, to right, finish the yeah, w- yeah. best ever TV
1: series. It's like finish, still on Just trying, <laughs> trying to
0: finish this. Trying to finish this. Trying to finish. Now is the crown, uh. The next few few yeah, weeks yeah. definitely gonna be the crown, uh. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you. Yeah,
1: yeah talk more about it. Uh.
0: Soak yeah. it up. Cool. Cool. Cool, okay. cool. Cool. All right. Awesome. That's that's all for this week, guys. Talk to y'all next episode. Bye bye.